So wete discipuli discipuli quilingue latinae, mihi valde placet vos iterum videre et pulcram linguam latinam aeternam tocere. In the last lesson, we read passages that featured our most recent tenses, the future and the imperfect. In this lesson, rather than drill new forms, we will continue to review the forms we have covered so far, as well as expand our knowledge of Latin syntax. We will continue to explore the ways in which Latin forms indicate the grammatical relationships of words to one another in statements. One especially good place for beginning Latin students is Jerome's Latin translation of the Bible. The text is somewhat familiar. Its thought, whether we realize it or not, is built into Western culture, and this Latin tends to be straightforward, as Jerome wrote, as you know, for a wide audience, the vulgus, or common people. We look today at passages from Proverbs, especially those that offer us opportunities for grammatical review. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, we are told that wisdom begins in fear of authority, and that idiots look down on learning. I paraphrase because I don't want to give away everything in advance. Here's the Latin. Timor Domini, Principium Scientiae. Please repeat after me. Timor Domini, Principium Scientiae. And now our first word. Timor Timoris. It's masculine. It ends in I-S. Can you identify the declension? Yes. Third. The word means fear. Think of a timorous person. Such a person is fearful. Do you remember our endings for masculine and feminine third declension nouns? Please, please repeat after me. Blank is E-M-E. Es um, ibus es ibus. We are going to put these endings on Timor, but what is the stem? Let's look at the genitive, Timoris. If we remove the letters I-S, we see that the stem is Timor. Okay, I think you're ready. Let's decline. Unus duo, unus duo tres. Timor, Timoris, Timori, Timorem, Timore. Plural? Timores, Timorum. Timoribus, Timores, Timoribus. Our next word, Dominus, Domini, is masculine. And it has a genitive in long I. What is the declension of our Dominus? Second, Dominus means master and was used originally especially of slave owners or the lord of the plantation and also the lord God. The one who dominates is the Dominus. Do you remember our second declension masculine endings? Please repeat after me. Us e o um o. Iorum isosis. Shall we decline the Lord? Please join me on the count of three. Unus duo. Unus duo tres. Dominus, domini, domino, dominum, domino. Plural? Domini, dominorum, dominis. Dominos, Dominis. Principium principii means beginning and is, like Dominus Domini, second declension. But the nominative of principium ends in um. So what can we say about the gender? 
Nominative um, followed by genitive long I. Can only be what? Neuter. Do you remember our second declension neuter endings? Please repeat after me. Umi, oomo. Aorum is a is. And let's put these second declension neuter endings on the stem principi. We're going to do it on the count of three. Unus duo, unus duo tres. Principium, principii, principio, principium, principio. Principia, principiorum, principiis, principia, principiis. And how very convenient for us that the next word in our sentence begin belongs to the first declension. After this word, we will have reviewed the basics of our first two declensions. Actually, our first three declensions. Scientia, scientiae, looks like science, and for a reason. Scientia is the Latin word for knowledge. The Latin original, as is not unusual, has a broader meaning than its derivative in English. We use the word science to refer to a specific kind of knowledge that is generally based on empirically verifiable facts. Other sorts of knowledge do not qualify in our book as science. But in Latin, scientia can refer to what the heart knows as well as to what a titration experiment might demonstrate for us during a chem lab. But how do I know that scientia scientiae is truly feminine? Did you ask me that? Did I check the genitive? Indeed I did, and I found A-E, the true sign of the first declension. Sorry, you didn't catch me that time. But, as long as we are asking each other impertinent questions, do you remember the endings for the first declension? Please repeat after me. Ah, I, I, am, ah. I, arum, is, as, is. And now, on the count of three, let us decline scientia, unus duo, unus duo tres. Scientia, scientiae, scientiae, scientiam, scientia. Scientiae, scientiarum, scientiis, scientias, scientis. Okay, that was a lot of review of forms, just in one sentence. Now we can translate it. But, let's refresh our memory. Please repeat after me. Timor Domini, principium scientiae. But wait, you protest, where is the verb? Not to worry. If we can't find one, we can always supply a form of sum, the verb to be. Let's proceed through the sentence, word by word, and see what sense we can wring from it. In what case is Timor? Think back to our declension exercise so many seconds ago. The only choice is the nominative, which means that if we could find a verb, Timor could serve as its subject. Let's just say fear and move on. The next word, domini, is definitely not nominative singular, so how shall we translate Lord? Two choices, genitive singular of the Lord, or nominative plural, so actually it could have been nominative, lords. I told you that this sentence was from the Latin translation of the Bible, however, so I suggest taking our chances and going with fear of the singular lord. That's the first half of our sentence. Let's do the second half. 
Do you remember what principio means? Beginning. And scientiae? Knowledge. But in what case? Could be genitive of knowledge, or it could be dative to or foreknowledge, or it could be nominative plural. Let's try the possibilities. The beginning of knowledge. The beginning to knowledge. The beginning knowledges. Yeah, those are the possibilities. Let's go back to the beginning. Fear of the Lord, beginning of, two or four, knowledge. What's missing? Yes, the verb, is. Let's put the is between fear of the Lord and the word beginning, and try again. Fear of the Lord is the beginning. The beginning of what? How do we want to construe scientiae? Genitive or dative? Personally, I'm going with the genitive. Fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of knowledge. And here, if we were so inclined, we could pause with two syntactical observations. Why is scientiae genitive? Does the beginning belong to the knowledge? Yes, the genitive shows possession. But is that why domini is genitive? Does fear of the Lord mean that the Lord possesses fear? That doesn't make much sense, no. Although we can understand what fear of the Lord means without being able to explain what kind of genitive it is, this is a useful example for pointing out that there are different kinds of genitives, even if we can translate more than one type of genitive with of. Fear of the Lord is an objective genitive. Why? Fear, although a noun, expresses a verbal idea. If I were to say, I fear the Lord, Lord would be the direct object of the verb I fear. When we turn the verb fear into the noun fear, we put the object of our fear, at least in Latin, in the genitive. Hence, objective genitive, which makes more sense in this case than possession. But what does Solomon say next? Please repeat after me. Sapientiam atque doctrinam, stulti despiciunt. Sapientia, sapientiae, is feminine and means wisdom. What is the declension? First, there is a difference between scientia, knowledge, and sapientia, wisdom. Facts help, but don't in themselves make us wise. Atque is a conjunction meaning and. Doctrina, doctrinae, is also feminine. You probably recognize the word doctrine, which derives from the Latin doctrina. But again, the Latin meaning is broader. Doctrine in English refers to a specific kind of teaching or learning, teaching that one learns and then adheres to as a matter of faith or principle. In Latin, doctrina is much more general. It just means teaching or learning. Please parse sapientiam and doctrinam. I've told you that they are feminine. What is the number? Singular. In the case? Accusative. Stultus, stulta, stultum is a useful adjective that means stupid or foolish. To what declension does this adjective belong? Us, a, um. First and second. One derivative in English is stultify. Something that is stultifying is tedious. When things are tedious, we stop paying attention and thus become stupid. Hence the connection to the Latin stultus. 
please parse the possibilities for the form stulti. Number? Actually, singular or plural. Case? Genitive singular or nominative plural. Gender? Neuter or masculine if singular, masculine if plural. I guess we'll have to withhold judgment for now. And last, but not least, we arrive at the verb. Despicio, despicita, despexi, despectum. Which means to despise, look down upon. What conjugation does despicio belong to? I-O followed by a short E-R-E. Third I-O. Let's conjugate despicio in the present active indicative on the count of three. Unus duo, unus o tres. Despicio, despicis, despicit, despicimus, despicitis, despiciunt. I think we're ready to translate. Sapientiam atque doctrinam stulti despiciunt. First, let's translate word for word. Wisdom and learning, stupid despise. To make sense of these three words, we will need to apply our knowledge of Latin morphology and syntax. Sapientiam and doctrinam both end in a-m. Again, what is the case? Accusative. So they must be the direct objects of a verb. And we just conjugated the verb despiciunt. The verb ends in nt. So who despises? They despise. What do they despise? Wisdom and learning. But who are they? We do have one more word, the stulti. But that's an adjective. That means stupid or foolish. How can an adjective be the subject? As you may recall, Latin. In Latin, adjectives commonly serve as nouns. We call this the substantive use of the adjective. We could possibly read stulti as a genitive singular and translate they despise the knowledge of the stupid individual. But that makes little sense. We should probably read stulti as a nominative plural. That is, the stupid ones. So that these idiots may serve as the plural subjects of the verb despiciunt. So who despises? Stupid people despise. And what do stupid people despise? Stupid people despise wisdom and learning. Now we can read both sentences, overcome our fear of Latin, and, con and continue on our journey toward wisdom and understanding. Please repeat after me. Timor Domini, Principium Scientiae, Sapientiam Atque Doctrinam, Stulti Despiciunt. Fear of the Master is the beginning of knowledge. Idiots look down on wisdom and learning. Before we go on, let's take advantage of this verb, Despicio, Despicera, Despexi, Despectum to practice and review our tenses. To what conjugation does despicio belong? Third I-O. What are the third and fourth conjugation future active endings? Please repeat after me. Am es et, amus etis ent. Let's conjugate despicio in the future active. Unus duo, unus duo tres. Despiciam, despicies, despiciet, despiciemus, despicietis, despiciant. Our imperfect endings are 
Please repeat after me. Bomb boss bot. Bombus botus bunt. Let's conjugate despicio in the imperfect, remembering to insert an E before the B. Are you ready? Unus duo, unus duo tres. Despicie bomb, despicie boss, despicie bot, despicie bombus, despicie botis, despicie bot. Time for a three question pop quiz. You will hear a series of three sentences in English in which a form of the verb despise will appear. Your job is, during the pause provided, to supply the Latin equivalent in the correct tense. After the pause, Molinarius will provide the correct response. Please check your work. Stupid people despise wisdom. Despiciunt. Smart people will despise stupidity. Despicient. The conspirators despised Caesar. Despiciabant. Optime. Solomon continues in verse 8. Audi filimi disciplinam patris tui. Et ne demitas legem matris tuai. We know the word audio. It means hear, listen to. Can you remember the principal parts? Audio, audire, audiwi, auditum. Can you identify the conjugation? Io in the first principal part, followed by a long ire in the second principal part. Fourth conjugation. But what form ends in that long I? The imperative. We chop the RE off the infinitive to form a singular command. Solomon speaks to his filius, filii, a second declension masculine noun meaning son. Because he calls out to his son, he omits the ending us. This is called the vocative or shout out case. In most instances, the vocative looks just like the nominative, except, of course, when it doesn't. Feely me means my son. Solomon gives the command, hear my son, or listen my son. But hear or listen to what? Disciplina, disciplinae is a first declension feminine noun that means teaching, instruction. We may compare the word discipline in academic disciplines which refer to areas of study. Pater, patris, is a masculine word belonging to the third declension, and tuus, tua, tuum, is a first and second declension adjective that means your. What is the case of patris, tui? Yes, genitive. Audi, me, audi, fili, me, disciplinum, patris, tui. Here, my vocative son, the accusative direct object, teaching of your genitive father. Audi filimi disciplinam patris tui. And now we approach a subjunctive. But first, the word ne, which can mean not or the equivalent of don't in negative commands, provided the verb is in the subjunctive. Let's check it out. We already have. A positive command, audi, feely me, 
Listen, my son. Now we encounter a negative command. Let's examine the nitty-gritty syntactical details. First, there is a rule. Nay plus the subjunctive can be used for negative commands. The verb demito, demitera, demisi, demissum literally means send away, but also more abstractly dismiss, renounce, abandon, forsake. Conjugation identification, first principal part in O, second principal part in short ERE, third conjugation. How do we conjugate this verb in the present active subjunctive? We use the personal endings, MST, mustisn't, and we insert the subjunctive theme vowel A. Can we conjugate together? Unus duo, unus duo tres. Dimitam, dimitas, dimitat, dimitamus, dimitatis, dimitat. But what does ne dimitas mean? We are still speaking to our son. Dimitas ends in S. So who is the subject? You. Literally, ne dimitas means not you should abandon. But that's not how we do negative commands in English. How would we tell our son not to abandon? That's right, don't abandon. We cannot always translate literally because languages say things in their own ways. Let's continue. Ne dimitas legem matris tuai. We told our son to listen to the teaching of his father, and now we are telling him not to abandon the legem of his matris. Do you remember what tuus a um means? That's right, your. If patris tui is your genitive and masculine father, what is the female counterpart? Matris tuai, your genitive feminine mother. And legem, it ends in em, so what is the case? Accusative direct object. What does the word mean? Lakes, legus, is a feminine third declension noun that means law. So what is Solomon telling his son with ne plus the subjunctive? Ne demitas legem matris tuai. Do not abandon the law of your mother. And the whole sentence so far? Audi fili mi disciplinam patris tui et ne demitas legem matris tui. Hear, my son. Listen to the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. I think we're talking about a total guilt trip, but it's all good. It's in the subjunctive. Passage concludes in verse 9. Please repeat after me. Ut adatur gratia capetituo et torques colotuo. This conclusion to the thought gives us another subjunctive, adatur. And as a bonus, adatur is passive. But first, the general rule. Ut plus the subjunctive can express purpose or result. Truth be told, we hardly need to know that the verb will be in the subjunctive because the word ut tends on its own to scream, subjunctive on the way. 
It may be translated in order that, so that, or with the result that. But. Let's take a closer look at our verb. Auto, utterer, utterdi, utterdum. Third conjugation. It means to put or to place. And often to put or place in addition to something else. Hence the English derivative, add. Let's conjugate auto in the passive indicative. I'll give you the English. Please try to supply the Latin. I am added. Ador. We're doing the indicative. You are added. Utterus. He, she, or it is added. Aditur. We are added. Adamur. Y'all are added. Adimini. And they are added. Aduntur. Now, now let's make this verb passive and subjunctive. What do we need? All we need to change the mood is the vowel A. Are you ready? Please join me. Unus duo, unus duo tres. Adar, adaris, adatur, adamur, adamini, adantur. Can we translate ut adatur? So that... He, she, or it may be added. Let's read on and figure out what may be added to what. Utaudatur gratia capiti tuo. Et torques collo tuo. Gratia gratiae is a feminine noun of the first declension. It means favor, but can also refer to one's general comportment. We can be graceful and charming or lovely. All these good things and more are packed into the word gratia. Let's translate gratia as charm for now. Ut adatur gratia, so that charm may be added. Capetituo. Caput, capitis. Third declension. It's neuter. It means head. In what case is capiti? Think back. Blank is e. Dative. We can construe capiti as the indirect object, so that charm may be added to your head. Ut adatur Gratia capiti tuo. Et torques colo tuo. Torques is the nominative singular form of collar, but this collar is more like a dog collar than the collar on your shirt, as the word could refer more literally to a twisted chain, as in a chain that one might put around the neck of an animal like an ox. Colum coli is what declension. Second, what gender? Colum, coli, neuter. Our word collar derives from the Latin word colum, meaning neck. What is the case of colo? It could be dative or ablative, but in as much as capiti was dative, let's stick with the dative and try to translate the whole clause. Ut adatur gratia capiti tuo, Et torques colo tuo. So that nominative charm may be added to your dative head in a nominative collar to your dative neck. Let's try the whole passage. Timor domini principium scientiae. The fear of the master is the beginning of knowledge. 
sapientiam atque doctrinam stulti despiciunt. Idiots despise wisdom and instruction. Audi, filimi, listen, my son. Disciplinam patris tui, to the teaching of your father. Et ne demitas lege matris tuae, and do not dismiss the law of your mother. Utadatur gratia capiti tuo, et torques colo tuo. So that charm or favor may be added to your head, and a chain to your neck. A chain to our neck? I reckon we are supposed to chain ourselves to the path of virtue. And that path, my friends, is even straighter in Latin. Et nunc linguae latinae amatores potestis omnes exire, but linguam latinam discatis. Gratias vobis ago et, donec nos iterum viderimus, it est until we meet again, curate ut valiatis.